What's up, Gang Cop Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in, and you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sun's Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Welcome in to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I'm J.C. Sherbert. There's That's right. at least five inches of snow on the ground outside where I'm at. There would be, but it wasn't cold enough here. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, the shining outside this morning. Uh, like, oh. uh, but it, it's the rare occasion where Nat, um, I guess the snow sort of hit right. Uh, usually when the snow hits up here, there's no missing work or school or anything like that but it hit right at the time she was supposed to go to work so the roads were uh a little iffy so she's working from home today so she got to take the kids she's still not back so <laughs> thankfully i didn't have carpool duty today or else i would have been um i would have been out there with jack nicholson red rob red rob red rob red rob i don't know what's worse. I, I i i was sitting there and uh because i was talking to my mom and she was like it's like frozen it's like the movie frozen i'm like I don't know that I wouldn't rather be in The Shining than Frozen, to be honest. I don't know, man. Magic powers? Ice powers. Ice powers? (laughs) I can't let it go. I'd rather have Austin powers than... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby, yeah. Whatever, Mr. Powers. Our our Huskers are going to win big this year. Um, So, uh, big announcement today. uh, and uh, I I was going to save it for the second hour, but I know everybody's... Um, anticipating this, and I think the next hour we'll probably have other things to talk about. But very pleased, uh, Phil, uh, to announce, and I know Phil and I are very excited about this, that um, starting next Wednesday, February 1st, the show is changing, uh, and we're going to become a power trio, (laughs) to quote the the, the band Tenacious D. Yes. we're cool big we're comfortable being a power remember when they added sasquatch as the drummer yeah. into the work and we're just not comfortable being a power trio we're dude we'll be in a power trio man yeah, yes. but, but we're, we're gonna be a power trio uh jamie bradford is going to be a full-time co-host with us each and every yes. day mm-hmm. um this is something that uh because i want to get my perspective on it well we'll get his obviously in the second hour but we're uh this is something I've always kind of wanted to do. Um, when, when, when JB and Goldwater were getting out, I kind of in the back of my mind, uh, and lots of people I talked to said, wouldn't it be cool if you and, and JB did a show and, uh, the timing wasn't right. Uh, I'm certainly as the show has evolved, um, Phil, uh, and I've had a great time doing it. Um, and we're, uh, we're going to continue to do it and continue to have a great time because, uh, I, I think Phil has been one of the best, uh, when you hire, I've hired a lot of good people over the years in, in, in this business on the website, uh, I've casted people in plays and, and, and films and stuff when I was in college and I've got a decent eye for it. You know, I'm probably better at that than ranking football players. <laughs> and, uh, Phil, Phil's hey, you been made a living at that though, man. You're all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Phil, Phil's been a, be- Phil's been my best casting decision. 
I think one of the best I've ever made, and it just kind of uh, an unknown. And 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 now he's endeared himself to all of you, and and we're uh, you know we're keeping on keeping on. I, I do think Jamie brings uh, not only a lot of experience on the air, uh, respect his takes and opinions, but you know as far as a, a guy that's kind of done a daily show for a long time for most of his career, that's very popular, uh, that also. Um, has connections throughout, uh, some connections that we don't have, uh, a lot of them actually, uh, with things like guests and, 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 and then production experience. I mean, yeah, you guys know it's kind of a mom and pop deal with the production end of it, and, uh, and that's what gives it its charm. But, you know, at some point we got to clean that up, and, uh, and, and Jamie can help us do that because Phil and I aren't producers. We're more, more on-air talent. Phil does a good job with most of it, and and, and we kind of work together, but Jamie gives us that extra element. And so um, I consider Jamie Bradford a friend. Um, I, I love every minute I've, I've worked with him. Every segment we've had on JB and Goldwater or here otherwise uh, has been, you know, some of the highlights of my career. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of good energy there. Uh, JB and Goldwater sort of where I kind of realized that I could be myself. Um <laughs> Uh, with all of you, and uh, instead of being, you know, kind of a snooty guy that types and uh, real fast and uh, and, and kind of in an aloof way on a website, right? Because uh, I speak a lot different than I type, and uh, and uh, I, 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 I'm just very blessed uh, because it, it all started with uh, during the pandemic. I wrote an article. It was like I ranked the top 14, one through 14, the road trips in the SEC, or maybe top 10 or something, and at Vanderbilt number one. And uh, that caught JB's eye or whatever. And so Darren gets me up and we get on, and we have a segment. We start doing it every week and we just had a blast. Uh, and all of this has sort of evolved from that. And so um, I just, uh, I, I couldn't be more thrilled than to, to have this happen um, and all that. And, you know, he, he's, uh, like I said, uh, I, I think this is, you know, <laughs> outside of, uh, Hiring Phil and, and, and then on the website, hiring John Whittle and Tony Morrell and Hill McGranahan. Uh, and, and this isn't really a hiring. This is more of a part is a partnership. But, uh, uh, you know, partnering with Jamie uh, is, is a highlight. It's a highlight moment. It's one of those things where I think we'll I'll always look back on this as, as a time where the show started to evolve. And so I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited uh, to have him on. And he's going to be on the second hour, just like he always is. And we're uh, we're very fired up uh, about yeah. it. And uh, I'll let Phil give his his opinion. No, it's going to be awesome, JB. I'll just, I mean, JC, see the oh, here's where it's already starting. It's already yeah. starting. That's right. That's you know, somebody had to come in here and be professional enough for us clowns, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I, you know, like you. Uh, have you know listened to JB and Goldwater? I was sad when they were gone. Uh, I obviously loved your spot on it every Wednesday. Was what turned me on to it, actually. You know, and uh, yeah. Ian Darren have done a great job. I know he's got um, great perspective, polish, and professionalism that we don't. Everybody I know uh, loves JB. Uh, I love JB. You love JB. We all are happy when he's around. He's you know always willing to fill in. Consider him a good friend, and just looking to excited to grow this thing, man. This is this is going to be this is going to be great as we move forward. I am uh, fired up 
myself, and, and I think mm. it's going to be, uh, like I said, tremendous. Uh, another thing, uh, this is kind of this is not as important of an announcement, obviously, is uh, becoming a power trio. Um, the uh, we're going to start streaming this thing at, at some other spots uh, on the Big Spur social media accounts. They're they're a little larger, <laughs> obviously. Uh, still going to be streaming on Twitter inside the Gamecocks and. Also on Facebook on Inside the Gamecocks, but but uh, also you know, I think it's called the Big Spur Facebook page is in partnership with Twenty Four Seven Sports, so it's not we don't run it uh, uh, all the time. You know, it's kind of co-ran, uh, but it's called South Carolina Gamecocks on Twenty Four Seven Sports. Uh, are obviously a very large page, and then the, the Big Spur Twitter kind of think as compared to like our fifteen hundred Twitter followers, I think it's got like forty five thousand. So <laughs> I think we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna uh, expand our social media presence. Obviously right here on YouTube is uh the preferred method. I think you can get in the chat box from the other uh, the other uh, areas, but it's uh, maybe a little more difficult. Yeah, you know, and we love the chat box. And that's not going anywhere and uh, we're still gonna be over the top interactive and all that good stuff. Um you know for for you guys and uh all that and silly. very fired up, yeah, yeah, and silly, and uh, silly, silly. Uh, silly. So uh, I, I, uh, I'm very fired up about that. Um, been, been talking to Jamie for a while about it, and uh, you know we, we've already started on some production side. So the uh, the uh, the Irish themed uh, scroll is probably going away because they keep flagging me for a uh, a. Uh, copyright even though i downloaded it from a, a free site I don't, I don't think anybody's home i think google had all those layoffs i think they lay off, laid off the person that's responsible for uh checking all this stuff you know uh but, but it'll, it'll be a lot of different elements and it, you know it'll sound a little different a little more um like a better not i don't want to say professional but it'll sound uh you know it'll be cleaned up a lot it'll sound more like a like a radio show so uh, so that's it. So that's that's the big announcement for today. JB is going to join us second hour. We're going to talk about that and then talk about, uh, you know, maybe a little Carolina baseball, uh, some recruiting, um, you know, uh, maybe some look back at the offensive coordinator search because I <laughs> I went digging about that a little bit last night uh, because certain people want to talk about Garrett Riley and all that good stuff. Um, and, and I can tell you Shane Beamer never talked to Garrett Riley about the job ever. So, yeah, some interesting developments there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I text Phil last night about it too, and so I, I can tell you that without a shadow of a doubt um, on that one. So, yeah, I don't know where these things come from sometimes, folks. Uh, Nana Sports chat box, uh, Craig says, it's raining men here. <laughs> I remember, uh, was it, was it, uh, in living color, Two snaps in a circle. That, that, Two that snaps one. in a circle. That's right. It's raining. Um, Joey Sox, <laughs> morning, everybody. Hate to rehash this, but I did see a tweet by Sports Talk that USC still trying to get Jeff Coat. Um, and he smoked this. At this point, I think everyone is just over this. <sighs> I'm trying not to say anything because I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. I don't want to get worked up over it. I, I don't, you know. I don't want to keep going to the well and asking why, 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 but uh, yeah, my understanding is Cornblood's uh, information is accurate. How about that? Mm. Um, I was just, uh, I, we, we debated about it, you know, should we put it? Because I don't know that it's going to happen or not. I, I will say this. If he contends class at Arkansas, it's over. 
So yeah, right. I don't yeah. know if any. It, I, I know we have some Carolina Rise members that live in like Rogers, Arkansas. I think that's in the Northwest. So uh, if you're listening, maybe go over to U of A if you got time and, and you don't get arrested for like stalking. And, uh, yeah, just, and see just public university, class. you can walk around campus. It's all right. Yeah, just 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 kind of yeah, dress dress like a college guy. Don't wear like a trench coat and a mask and stuff. That wouldn't. You can go over be... there like those like First Amendment people who are trying to catch the cops doing the wrong thing with your you know, phone out everywhere yeah. you go. Uh, <laughs> I know my rights. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> So anyway, so that's what to look for, and uh, he is enrolled at Arkansas, but uh, my understanding is enrolled is not the same as um, attending class. you got to attend class, so because you can enroll three or four different places, and it doesn't necessarily, you're, you're on the roll. Uh, heck, Jeff Cope was in the student directory at Carolina for a little while, um, and so that's the deal there, so I don't, I don't know what the, what the deal is. Uh, <laughs> Brian Beatty says, I've got a good lead on a good idea. Four minute abs. <laughs> Four minutes. Uh, Ashley says, I'm here for the intro tunes. It is a catchy tune. I, I, I'm probably going to put it on my iTunes. Like, or my, my, I guess it's is it still called I guess Apple Music now. Apple Music. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, um, I've been uh, like in, in Nat's car, which I used to take the kids to school sometimes. I, I, I can't plug in my Bluetooth or my my music. So I've been listening to the country station. I've downloaded about four or five new country songs, right? <laughs> uh, so that's good. Um, Xavier said this move, music should be in a frontier montage in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like when you're going exploring <laughs> rural Ireland, you know. What's that that's movie right. with Nicole Kitt? Far and Away? That garbage, garbage oh, flick? <laughs> You can see Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman on a horse far and away. The soundtrack uh, of Lewis and Clark. Lewis Clark. Um, Action says, hey, JC, tuning in from Toledo again. We have eight inches of snow this morning. Finally, school got off. Finally, you know, uh, well, we don't want you to come to school with eight inches. <laughs> That's uh, one too here many. Chicago, you go to school, man. I mean, it takes a blizzard for you not to go to school. Um, Brandon says, Gabe Cox, Washington Clinton, home of the Red Devils. Go Red Devils. Yeah. Uh, Churchill said, talk to Jeffcoat, address that, address Jeffcoat. The Shining still creeps daddy-o out. Uh, everybody's happy, JB. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's <laughs> excited. Um. Three clowns is better than two, John says. That's right. It's a power trio. Marion used to love it on JB and Goldwater. Quantrell loves his baseball insight. Yeah, see, that's one thing. Yeah, like, look, yeah. I'm I, I watch baseball. I, I I can I can reasonably not sound like an idiot breaking down basketball because I played it, but baseball man, I can't sit there and go, oh, well, he's got a catch radius slider or what I can't, I can't do any of that. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So JB will be great with baseball. And, and I think, you know, given the, the, the people that he knows and stuff, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll have a, quite a few baseball guests on during the season and stuff. A football as well. I mean, we're, we're not, you know, we're, I'm a helmet head, so you're not going to, I'm, I'm going to be talking football 365, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, definitely, uh, definitely excited about that. Uh, Stacy said, "Great news, but thought y'all were going to be a Gamecock basketball exclusive show." 
I, I, <laughs> we're I, trying to grow the brand. <laughs> that would be a genius. That's a way to be like, ah, oh, catch you next football season, guys. It's been fun. Yep. See, you. See you later. <laughs> Blind Squirrel Sports says, I might be a dog, but I love the show. You are a dog, Blind Squirrel. Look at that. We Oof. appreciate it. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> nah, That's really like appreciate you, reunion. man. Uh, JB says, so no David the Gnome talk. Not today. Not today. <laughs> um, so this thing about Vakari Swain's interesting. Brandon points out. Uh, just got a big bump of the composite. Yeah, because own three mm-hmm. moved him way up. Got a lot. You know, I like our guys at 24-7 Sports because I'm at 24-7 Sports. But two really good friends and uh, Jerry Hamilton and uh, Charles Power that do rankings for own three. Mad respect. Two of the best guys I've ever worked with in that department. Um, certainly, they, they're better than me. Uh, and that takes a lot for me to say, right? <laughs> uh, so, that, they moved him way up. And so, he's at number 186 overall. And uh, I wrote yesterday uh, an article yesterday about, like, in early enrollees. Um, enrollees, like, uh, that, that, like from the portal and also the high school and JUCO ranks that I think could play early in, uh, Vicari's not an early enrollee, but I mentioned in the article, he may just be too good to keep off the field. He may just be too fast to whatever. Queasy says, you can't make a show like in living color in today's world. Let me tell you oh, something. Yeah, no, you, you can do fire marshal bill. That's about Yeah. There's it. a few, yeah. A few skits you could do, but whew. <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, racist tweets were uncovered by the Molly lady. See, I don't know if that's her or not. I, I don't want to comment on that because it certainly appears to be, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know about that. Um, Brandon says, JC just saw you put in a crystal ball at eight for Elijah Caldwell. Sounds like he's coming. I believe he is. Um, JB will also bring Charleston high school sports. Go James Island Trojans. Yes. Uh, Mazio Bennett did get a crystal ball from Wilt Fong. Uh, Michael says, other than Harbor, top recruits, uh, I, I think from the high school ranks, it's basically down to Eliza Caldwell and Nicholas Harbor, unless there's a surprise. So there you go there. Um, Tristan says, do you have any updates on Landon Sampson? I know he got reps in the ball practices. I wonder if he's progressed any. I know it's early, but it's heard he was struggling a bit. He, he wasn't struggling. He just uh, needs to get stronger. Uh, and he did as the year went on, and I heard he practiced pretty well in the bowls. And um, I think that uh, the, uh, you know, I think that we'll see what happens with him. Uh, I, I I know there was concern because he was a kid that you kind of thought may come in and contribute because uh, at South Lake Carroll, where he's from, I mean, they the route running's advanced. It's a really good uh, high school that produces college-ready guys. Uh, but strength, you know, and, and that's, that happens with everybody. So he's gotten stronger, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, your lookalike uncovered a lot, JC, the delivery boy. What? The Dively boy? Y'all look a lot alike. I don't know. Um, Seth says, after looking at Sir Wendell Gregory, who announces Friday, highlights, it may, he seems like a great cover linebacker. Could probably use it nickel rover to help with stopping the run. Thanks for the show. Yeah, something like that, uh, I think, uh, right now. But, I mean, he, he's about 215, 220 now. I mean, I, if he gets to 235, 240, he's going to be like a monster. Yeah. One of those guys at Alabama or Georgia, you know. So, that's uh, that's pretty good. All right, got to hit our first break. Uh, don't forget, the man of the hour, 
Jamie Bradford, uh, our future co-host, starting next Wednesday. He'll be on uh, for his normal segment on Wednesday. Uh, and we're looking forward to talking to him and talking to you and talking to everybody else uh, as we roll on inside the Gamecocks the show on Wednesday. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Coach O, now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his guys a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. And the first hour of the show is presented to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. Should be happy to take care of all your upstate residential real estate needs. Very cool. Cindy Searfoss is our one of our sponsors uh, right here on Inside the Game Cox's show. We certainly appreciate her. I just got an email from the National Football Foundation. It says, NCAA Division I football officials gathering in Irving, Texas to discuss rules of the game. And then I, I thought there would be a second part that says like dot, 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 dot. And to max out on the bench press <laughs> and pump a lot of iron. That's right. <laughs> we'll How many PRs will be challenged and broken that weekend? <laughs> Gains, bruh. Gains, yeah. personal foul. Uh, targeting. Uh. Dude. And, uh, the Coach O hard body contest is moving to Texas. Well, we're going to move it out to Texas for a little bit because. <laughs> Of the, uh, uh, the the referees, though, jacked up and lifted weights. And, and, <laughs> Most of my subscribers will be out in Texas that uh, weekend. Uh, <laughs> out in Texas, and, uh, hard body contest, endless summer. I'm going to oil everybody down with the oil. <laughs> I'm going to oil you up. Find the light on you. Anybody need the tanning bed? Uh, go right down, right down there on the left. Um, get ready. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> ref, the ref walks out and they, with a, like a like, like a tiny ref shirt and just bust over. Ah! Yeah, that's ah! right. Ah! Everybody wearing their mediums. <laughs> Coach O should have been on Breaking Bad. James says and saw as Mike's partner. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. You want to cook crystal meth? That's fine with me. <laughs> 
Oh, oh Kruger, ask you. Uh, Smith, my boy Smith, got a chance to meet meet old Smith in uh, in uh, Lexington when I went to Kentucky. It was really an honor for those of you that I did get to meet. Uh, he thinks Greenville High is superior. Go Red Raiders. Greenville's gotten – gosh, back when I came up, they were a 3A school. They are in Burns League for like – they called it the Peach Blossom. They were good at basketball. Mm. Uh, football, not so much, but they're better at football now. Those great, the Greenville schools in general – like, uh, I was gone, I guess. I I left South Carolina, like, in 02 to go to Georgia and didn't come back. Well, I, I didn't come back to the upstate until 2015. And so, I, for that, that, that time period, I was gone. Southside Christian got a football team and won a state championship. Yeah. Christ Church had won a state championship. They used to be god-awful. And Hillcrest, who, who was always god-awful in football, I mean, when Burns played Hillcrest, we just kind of went. <laughs> uh, and I remember Hillcrest had Carolina colors and Malden had kind of Clemson colors back then. But I always thought Malden would be the football program that would kind of take up. But not. It's, it's definitely, it was Hillcrest. I came back, I was shocked. It's like, it's like I was a time warrior. I was like, you mean Hillcrest isn't crappy anymore? I don't remember any time in the late 90s where any of the Greenville schools were really relevant <laughs> statewide, you know? It just that That's because you and your wife and Hale McGranahan and my ex-wife all had the privilege of attending one of two football powers, Eastside or Wade Hampton. Right. <laughs> you, you, you know, back when my dad played, you know, there weren't Wade Hampton's kind of a an older school. Wade Hampton mm-hmm. was pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we also carried the dubious distinction of being the losingest high school program in the nation. (laughs) In America. It was a big Sports Illustrated write-up in it (laughs) the year before my wife was a freshman. And, of course, they won their first game, and then it it was pandemonium. And then we didn't win any more than two games, I think, my entire high school career. (laughs) They do. They they win that that east side game because they're just as bad. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, they're just as bad. I mean, uh, and feeding uh, them in the fundraiser because you know we do a, a yeah. ride fundraiser. We raised hundred thousand dollars or so. We're <laughs> you know, We prided ourselves on winning that because it didn't matter what happened in the field. We typically just lost that game. <laughs> That's crazy, but uh, yeah. yeah, Spartanburg schools always are better than Greenville schools at the football and stuff. So, um, as a Spartanburg person, you know. Uh, but you got all. I mean, I don't know. We can talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that this off season, I guess. Daddy O asked in the Nanosport award-winning Nanosports chat box: Does Cam Pringle plan on enrolling in January? I think that's the plan right now. Um, these things kind of work work their way. I mean, you know, because you, you go along and you got a semester, you got summer school, you got all that uh, rocking and rolling. Uh, for all that, so it's uh, it, it's 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 not the plan right now. But don't come after me with a pitchfork and a torch if uh, if it doesn't happen, because that's <laughs> these things kind of get determined as we move along. But uh, that's the plan right now. And and frankly, with Pringle and Thompson both, uh, getting them in early is going to help uh, accelerate their development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually talked to. Uh, I'm not going to say who, but one of our uh, evaluators, uh, recruiting guys at 24-7 uh, last night, and we were talking about Pringle and Thompson, and uh, he uh, 
he praised both of them. And but a lot of people that I've talked to are, have a hard time telling you which one's better. So uh, I think Pringle's probably going to be ranked a little higher because of the big offer list. But Thompson's got just as big of an offer list. I I, I don't know. I think that's going to be uh, something to kind of look at and debate uh, for the next uh, little bit. Uh, and that's good because that you, that'll mean instead of talking about where they're going, that they're both committed. And so you can just debate about which one's better. That's, that's, a, that's the best. It's hard. I mean, it's hard for me. I'm like, I can't tell. I can't tell. So, you know, that kind of thing. Actually says, what do you think about Elijah Griffin visiting? Yeah. He's a 2025 kid. I guess it's okay to talk about 2025 now. I don't, I don't like getting that far down, but just like Cam Pringle, just like these early guys that are committing, you start laying the groundwork now. I know he's ranked, what, number one by, by somebody. I, I don't know if that'll change or not. Hell of a prospect, though. Uh, right there from, uh, I guess, coastal Georgia. So uh, we talked about that yesterday with the Michael Smith um, announcement that that's, that's a spot where Carolina, you know, needs to, uh, you know, continue to hit hard uh, because it's close. Uh, it, it's not a bad drive. Uh, just, just like everybody talks about Jacksonville being close. I mean, well, Coastal Georgia's on the way to Jacksonville, uh, down 95, and you know it, it's it's really uh, you know Savannah Christian Prep. Uh, you know it's not going to be easy, right? Because Savannah, even though it is close to South Carolina, uh, it's a dog town. I mean, we've seen Midnight in the Garden and Good Garden of Good and Evil, right? With uh, that's where that's where they raise the Uggas is in Savannah. Savannah. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be easy. Kirby Smart's won two straight national championships. Um, I've always said it, if the state of South Carolina were maybe like 20 miles wider or around in the kind of the diamond shape, let's say it went across the Savannah River for 20 miles, uh, it'd be a lot bigger state. if you Because you know, you'd have Charlotte would be in the state, Augusta would be in the state, Savannah would be in the state. But alas, it's not. Those are in other states, so that is dog country. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's great they're getting him in. Uh, you know, any the more a high, highly touted player comes to your campus, obviously the better chance you have. Um, I'd be lying if I sat here and said, "Oh, well, they're going to get him," because <laughs> uh, number one, it's way far away. Number two, uh, I think Georgia has a pretty good lead there. Um, Brandon said he looks back at the magazine from 2007. ESPN had Brian Maddox as a five-star and the number 12 overall recruit. No one else had Maddox that high. That's true. Mm-hmm. They had Maddox really high. ESPN ranked Carolina's players because I was at Rivals. And, look, there were some misses by all of us uh, in that class. But, uh, yeah, they had Maddox pretty high. I had him as a four, top uh a top 170 player. He had really good film, a lot of big offers. Um, and look, he played pretty well. He made some plays. I mean, think about 2010, second half, uh, Marcus has to go out. Maddox rips off about a 15-yard run against Alabama in that game. So that's good. Uh, with the amount of years, Jared says, Clemson has been good, unfortunately. How is it that outside of Georgia last year, they never open up with a big game with another powerhouse? Yeah, they're scheduling. They they went through a time period where they, I guess it was before the, where they sort of did. They'd open in Atlanta every few years and all, they had Auburn down there. They played, uh, shoot, they played uh, Alabama 
in Tommy mm-hmm. Bowden's last year down there. Uh, I think that um, I think they have some games like that scheduled. But w- what happened with their schedule? And I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that they have the you know that oh Clemson's playing a a tough schedule or anything like that. I would never say that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that it's when Notre Dame started rotating on. Uh, with all the ACC schools every few years. Um, I think that kind of limited the creativity because, because those neutral site games and stuff, they kind of just plug you in when, when it's convenient when when everybody can do it. Right. Um, If they want you. And finally they wanted Carolina and Carolina gets to play the Hokies in 2025. But uh, I do think that, um, you know, I, I do think there's some things uh, coming up where they do. I think Clemson does play Georgia again in Atlanta uh, in 2024. Um, and, and they've played A&M and they've played, uh, you know, Auburn, you know, in those years they don't have Notre Dame. But that, that Notre Dame thing sort of like uh, when, when you play Notre Dame, I mean, it's it's Notre Dame, Carolina, and then your, your ACC schedule, basically. I mean, they don't have a lot of flexibility. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that Clips is running away from anything like that. Uh, you know, I just think it's kind of how it is. Craiger wants a true size on Elijah Davis, yeah. Mm. Um, James says, now that we have our OC, can you tell who Beamer did speak to about the position? We know it wasn't Riley, but I was interested if you knew who else. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know there were three people. Yeah, there were Loggins. three others, right? Yeah, there were three. Uh, and Loggins is the only one that, that ever went far. I mean, other than like a phone call. So I wish I knew who that would be interesting. But, uh, you know, I, and I would probably say it. But then again, you know, you, you sit there and go, huh. And then constantly Dowell Loggins is being pre- compared to coach whatever, you know. <laughs> and, and, and he may be in the Big 12 or something and lighten it up and against no defenses or in the ACC and Loggins is struggling, you know. And like, oh, we should add him, you know, that kind of thing. So, But, no, yeah. I, I would actually tell you that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just know I just know what Garrett Riley – and, look, it was pointed out to me, Spencer Rattler did not come to South Carolina to play in an air raid offense. Garrett Riley's brother benched Spencer Rattler – at Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 what, what, how in the world would that make sense? And like I said, you know, usually I'm of the opinion, yeah, you don't, you know, you, you don't sacrifice what could be a really good coaching hire for one guy. Um, but these days, look, man, there is no tomorrow. You could, like I said, you could lose half your roster. You could, you could be fired next year, you know? If things go bad, uh, so you need everybody back that you can get to go load up again and make another run. And, you know, the, the logic behind any sort of Garrett Riley uh, suit uh, for, I mean, it, it, Garrett makes a lot, you know, given those factors, you know, Garrett makes a lot more sense for Clemson than, than South Carolina. And I'm not saying Dowell Loggins is, uh, I mean, Garrett Riley's track record speaks for itself. So does Clemson's. And, and Dowell Loggins is a, a kind of an unknown on the college level. That's fine. But, uh, you know, give it a shot. Well, think about it too, JC. How many how many elite quarterbacks or quarterbacks that would you would say arguably are better than Spencer Rattler were in the portal as of a week ago? None. Because if you'd have waited I, for Riley, yeah. you'd have lost Rattler, and then you're looking at 
Okay, we got Garrett Riley, and who are we going to start? Luke? Yeah. I mean, you know, are they? No I'm not saying that Luke wouldn't be a good starter, but, you know, it's just, uh, I think, you know, head-to-head talent-wise, he didn't beat him out. So Spencer started all last year. He's probably going to start all this year. Arguably a better quarterback, and he kept a better one in house. And there was nothing better to get. And if you were going to get Riley, you were half you you weren't going to be able to get him when you got Loggins. You would have had a big question mark over your program for you know five weeks. Look, and I, I think, uh, hey, Brad Crawford puts on Twitter that he thinks that they're going to use Nicholas Harbor like Jared Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> yeah, Brad, 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 Brad didn't copy me. No, didn't. I, didn't. I, I know Brad didn't. Brad's good people, man. But no, I, I agree. And, and I think, I, I do think things have changed. I do think from a recruiting standpoint, Dowell Loggins is killing it right now. Yeah. I mean, everybody, a player, and look, you know, it's not up to fans to determine whether or not somebody's killing it on the recruiting trail. I mean, you get that information from the players and the commits and the coaches, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, you could spend anything. Oh, he's only gotten one guy or two guys. Yeah, well, you know, he, he's a big factor with Trey. I mean, Trey Knox probably wouldn't be at Carolina if it weren't for Dowell Loggins. Um, you know, I think he, re- he helped a lot with Michael Smith. You heard him say yesterday that, you know, Arkansas was a team he was really interested in. And then once Coach Loggins came, you know, so here we go. Dowell Loggins had, uh, for a kid from Savannah, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, right? Because uh, Eric Henry was the first one that offered it, like when he was at Carolina a long time ago. Uh, so Dowell Loggins, on a kid that Carolina and everybody else offered a long time ago, from coastal Georgia all the way from Arkansas, had Arkansas in the top two for this guy. So that that kind of tells me, you know, maybe he can recruit. I don't know, you know. I think uh, <laughs> the maybe, you know. But uh, everybody told it. Now look, that, that that doesn't mean you know just because you can recruit and everybody likes you and you're a breath of fresh air around the office compared to the other guy. That doesn't mean on you're going to dial up genius on third and eight, right? <laughs> but I. The, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is this is one of those Shane Beamer sneaky good kind of things that could happen. Could. Could. I'm not promising it. But but I'm warming up to it because you just kind of – when you the same logic that applies to Spencer Rattler didn't want to – wasn't going to play for Garrett Riley's brother. Or, I mean, uh, Lincoln, for Lincoln Riley's brother uh, in the same system that he was in in Oklahoma. Um, the same logic applies to, you know – there's probably something about this guy that, that's pretty good uh, that's applicable to the college level, given that a major part of coaching at the college level, uh, you know, he's not only embraced but thrived at. Um, so you may be getting a guy that's reinventing himself, but that, that's a hell of a coach, you know, that, that has done it in the NFL but is not, you know, unlike the guy that was in the NFL for a year, like, like two of those guys have been at Carolina, Kurt Roper and uh, Marcus Satterfield. They're, they're up there for a year as an assistant to an assistant, a copy of a copy of a copy. And they come back and, and you know, they want to be Andy Reid. <laughs> Cuckoo, could you, right? Uh, and so, uh, it, unlike those guys, this, this is a guy who's up there for 20. Double deuce. Deuce. Is that deuce? Every deuce? I don't know. I don't know how you say that. But, uh, you know, and so 
it's a little bit different situation. I understand that, uh, and you, if you look at some of these pro style offenses these days, they're fun. And I thought that's what they were going to do with Satterfield. And quite frankly, that's what they did do the last two games of the season, regular season, and really in the, in the bowl game too. They were air it out, air it out. Jared, remember when they played Alabama and Tommy called Saban and said, "How did you beat us?" Tommy Bowden, man. <laughs> how did you uh, I'll tell you how they beat you, Tommy. They lined up and bloody they bloodied yeah, they your did. nose. <laughs> yeah. They stepped on your face with a hobnail boot. <laughs> we just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot. We broke their nose. <laughs> There's gonna be a touchdown. Oh my god, a touchdown. I miss Larry Munson so much. Uh our boy in there, our, our resident dog fan. You, you know what I'm talking about, Larry Munson. Or maybe you're too young. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Smith chimes back in and says on the award-winning Nana Sports chat box, they'll all be looking at that, that Pac-12, like that Pac-12 ref that called the national title game a couple of years ago at the ref convention. Yeah. Spot me, bro. Spot me, bro. Games, bro. <laughs> bro. Oculi is revered as like the patron saint. <laughs> Sauter says something about premier subscription to Baby Gap. I think I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> Coach O Heisenbow. <laughs> oh, Coach O. Uh, Trevor says his alma mater is still trash. Riverside Warriors. <laughs> they were good at basketball once during the Louis Golden era. Um, Brandon says, JC, do you think Kelvin Hunter comes here? I saw him play in the high school all-star game and he looked really good in that game. Yeah. Carolina offered him like when he was a freshman, uh, he's from West Florence, uh, uh, as opposed to South Florence where uh, Lenore Sellers is from. But yes, I think that, uh, I think Carolina's tracking pretty good to get him. I think Mazio Bennett, anytime you have a kid visiting a bunch of different schools and the school he's not visiting from back home starts getting crystal balls. Uh, you know he's gone someplace, and uh, and, and it's like, oh well, um, you know he's gone to South Carolina. You know, you know that's the feedback that they've gotten. Uh, Clinton Red Devils used to play in the region with the Greenville County Schools. It was called the Peach Blossom Region. Yep, I think Burns was in there for a while. Burns was there until like '91, and then they went 4A in '92, so it was 3A. Eastside was pretty good when they had Troy Pride, who got drafted to the Carolina Panthers. Didn't he end up at Greer High School his senior year or something? Give what another name. If he was looking for recognition, that would have been a good move because Greer, that that would be the only arguable team that I think was the powerhouse while we were coming up. And Greenville, if you will, would be yeah. Greer. <laughs> yeah, Greer, yeah. Birds and Greer had a nice little rivalry going, and I don't think – it's still a big deal for Greer, some Greer people and some Burns people, but that was, that was the big rivalry in the 90s. Yeah, Phil just. I still think I can hear the, yeah the the Greer fight song in my head. <laughs> I heard it so many times <laughs> over the course of four years. <laughs> Bro, I saw some of those Greer Wade Hampton scores with like a Pete Yannity on those. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. there'd be like one highlight Greer take the opening kick up back, and he's like, and then yeah, Greer goes on to roll Wade Hampton sixty two to nothing. Yeah, over over under touchdown scored eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saunders says he can't get excited about the class of 2025 yet. Me neither. There's a kid in yeah. Lake City that you need to keep an eye on that we talked the hell out of, Maury Adams. He's going to be really good. Probably the number one player in the state, but we'll wait and see who else kind of pops up, right? 
But uh, yeah, 2024 is upon us, and and I guys, I think this this I thought 2023 was a phenomenal class because especially with how they closed, uh, Big Tree decommits in the midst of the false the outrage over Dowell Loggins, and, and that's not why he decommitted at all. But it seemed that way. The sky was falling. Maryland's going to keep him. He and Harbor are sitting next to Kevin Plank at a Maryland basketball game. Everybody's like, crystal balls are coming in for Maryland. Everybody just chilled out, right? Guess what? Big tree came back in the fold, right? Yeah. And then Carolina didn't lose anybody. High school, Juco-wise. And they got Eliza Davis over Tennessee. They uh, they closed really well. So I thought it was a phenomenal finish. And uh, I was sick during that time, so you guys didn't get to hear me say that enough. I think 2024... You can build on top of that just kind of with the, the you know, there's a few, a, a handful of additionally good players in the state this year, rankings-wise. I think 2024 could be great. I mean, you start you start signing, like, a bunch of four-stars out of Georgia and a bunch of four-stars, you know, a couple of handful of four-stars out of uh, Florida, and you sign your, your, your quota of four, five, three, four, and five-star guys out of the DMV, sure. and then – own the state. That's a lot of talent coming in. All right. You got to hold on to it, right? <laughs> Nowadays. Yeah, all right. We're going to hit a break. Not over, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't forget the man of the hour, Jamie Bradford's coming up uh, on the other side. And uh, we're excited, certainly. Once again, if you didn't miss it, you're just tuning in. The big announcement was Jamie Bradford joining the show as a co host. We're now going to be a power trio uh, starting one week from today, next Wednesday. But we'll have, uh, obviously, Jamie on. After the top of the hour break, we're going to take another break right now and be back inside the Gamecocks. The show rolls on. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it, let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil.
Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 to get in touch with them to talk about a potential porch enclosure or patio enclosure for your home. And the first hour of the show is, as always, brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the Upstate. Give Cindy a call for all your Upstate residential real estate needs. 864-414-5271. You know that last spot we play? I always enjoy it at the end there after Nick talks. Because uh, when the sound in the back is like you can hear like crackles as if it were playing on a vinyl... <laughs> I get mesmerized by the little vinyl crackles in the background of that. Probably because I get to hear it so intently in my headphones. I'm with you there. I love it. I'm actually with you. I've actually noticed that. I like all the little music. I wish. Yeah, they're great, man. I got it all off the same site. The same daggum site that the (laughs) Irish folk thing. (laughs) We're getting dinged on for that. Did did, did you know that? I noticed at the end of the scroll today, because I'll catch the scroll because I like the jam, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, right right before it cuts off, there's like a vocal. It begins singing at the end. I know. It starts singing at the end. I'm like... I'm gonna rock that. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm gonna put it on my uh, my Apple Music and listen to it in the car. And then at the end, I'll come in with ah. <laughs> I'm gonna make the boys listen to it every day because it's just long enough that it'll fit the ride to at least the high school, right? Right. Oh yeah. Because oh, one yeah. get one mm-hmm. goes to the main high school, one goes to the ninth grade high school. You've yep, seen right that concept here. around. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a, it's just long enough, about six minutes long <laughs> for the drive to the high school. So yeah. what I'm gonna do. Every morning, while they were looking at their phones and not wanting to have awkward conversations with with this old man, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna when I crank up the car, it's gonna crank up that music. <laughs> and then we're just gonna listen to it the whole way to school. <laughs> full blast, Skinner right. on full blast. By the way, I'm working on getting cornbread cowboy on the show. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that would be but just awesome. any of you that follow that Instagram account. And my friend Skipper points this out the other day because I said I actually said it to, to Dina, Phil's wife, and Skipper and me are all in a group chat, group text. So I said it in the group text, right? And Skipper makes a good point. He's like, eventually they're going to run out of ideas, but right now this is comedic gold. And those of you that don't know, uh, maybe I'll have Phil pull up a picture or something. I'm working on getting him on. Also working on Brandon Walker from Barstool Sports. Yeah, um, we're we're trying to get him on. I, I think Brandon is really a really good uh, voice in college football. I think he knows his stuff, but he's also hilarious <laughs> and uh, and makes great. I mean, he, he's the one that went on the rant about Clemson playing for Jesus or whatever. Remember that that rant he went on. He's like, we're just down here playing for Jesus. He's like, whatever. At least I'm not a, he called him a cult. I mean, it, it was, it, it, he got, he got into it, man. Um, but, but other than his Clemson rant, I think, I think the guy, uh, he's sort of maybe a little, I would, I would, I would consider him kind of like a, an R rated or P, at least PG 13, uh, version of Josh Pate, as far as, you know, the voices in this business that I, I really admire. So I'm working on getting him on here. You know, and uh, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, Meredith says, I feel like JB should get a welcome home post from Shane Beamer. Yes. 
Yes. Sonder asked, Kelton Henderson's rating steadily decreased. I I don't think it is, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he went to the Under Armour game, had a pretty good practice or two, and then dropped completely out of the ESPN 300. I think it's, I think it's this. I think it's because he committed early. You heard nothing about his recruitment. He's sort of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and that's, that's the deal. Um, and when you, over the, you, you always want to move people up, right? You're always finding guys to move up. Well, he needs to move up. He needs to move up. And, and, but the law of gravity says what goes up must come down. And so somebody's got to go down. And so sometimes that's a guy like Kelton Henderson who, you know, pretty good film. Film got him there. Uh, film kept him there. It, it, it doesn't change the fact he's a really good prospect and a good player. Uh, it's just he gets pushed down because uh, because there's nothing – remarkable to really uh, to really uh, I don't say remarkable but there's nothing you know it, it's just guys like that you know they're, they're easy to move down oh he's been committed to South Carolina for a while nobody's gonna hear anything bad about it whatever blah 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 um, Noracle says what do you think the theory that Georgia the better Georgia do they'll recruit better nationally and opens up opportunities for recently for Carolina I think so. I think Georgia's doing a really good job in their state still. Uh, I, I questioned it for a little bit. Like, I was like, well, you know, when you start getting kind of outside of your state and going that, but they, they, they take the right guys nationally. I mean, uh, when when Kylie Ringo went to Georgia, I was like, ah, kid from, you know, because I got burnt a lot uh, uh, with Arizona defensive backs that I ranked highly that weren't very good. <laughs> um <laughs> Kyler Ringo's pretty good, though, right? You know, uh, they've coached him up. So, uh, and then they got Bowers from California. Uh, they got uh, they're one of the running backs. Milton's from California. Uh, they've gone up the up the East Coast a little. Uh, but you're right. You know, there's so many good players in Georgia that you know it, it's different than it's almost like Ohio, right? Except for there's more players. Uh, and there's a bunch of play. If you ever look at a big any Big Ten roster, a bunch of players from Ohio is kind of like the the, the breadbasket of Big Ten talent. Um, they can't all go to Ohio State, uh, and Ohio State also goes nationally. And so you get guys that from Ohio end up in the NFL, going to places like Michigan and Michigan State, and I mean Cincinnati and Illinois and Iowa, all those places in the Midwest. So Georgia's probably got probably about 15% more uh, high-end guys uh, in their state. Uh, you do have to battle the rest of the SEC. Uh, the SEC schools actually uh, take more kids out of Georgia than any other state, including Florida and Texas. So um, any other state in their footprint, right? Um, so you're going to have to battle, but you could find some really, really good players. I mean, it, it's it's a – people talk about being close to Georgia as like a hindrance for South Carolina. I think it's a blessing. Because uh, yeah. it's not so much the University of Georgia, it's the state of Georgia. And, you know, just like Clemson being really good and not recruiting South Carolina as much, um, helped some pretty good in-state guys come to South Carolina. You know, so it, it works both ways. Only so many spots, only so many spots. Uh, Churchill thought the same thing about Garrett Riley if you're trying to keep Spencer. Um 76 says, I'm thinking Dowell Loggins could be compared to being a wise investment. Landed someone at the right time. They'll pay huge dividends and rep us very well, both in recruiting and on the field. Yeah, I, that's the thing. And, and, and I, I kind of like the 
I would be a little bit more. And, and look, I still have. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not jumping on the. the I'm not pouring myself a cold dowel logins and toasting the morning here. You know, uh, we'll see. You know, we we've been through this with off. We we've been through offensive coordinators here before that were very disappointing. Okay, but what I like about it compared to a guy that maybe was just like, oh, I'm in the NFL, NFL, NFL. I'm going to go coaching college now, and then go back to the NFL or whatever, is that. He left the NFL. I mean, he could have gotten on as a quarterback's coach somewhere or, or whatever. You don't last 20 years up there and then not have a job. Good Lord, they recycle head coaches like crazy too, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, or, or if you're under the age of 34 and coach quarterbacks, oh, you're going to get a head coaching job up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> – they won't. So they won't head yeah, coaches. It's that ridiculous. Can, yeah, it's just like yeah. Yeah, we'll bring them in. That way, they're familiar with the way these guys played in college, and it was like the game still at its most base level has not changed. Yeah, <laughs> ask hey, Kyler yeah. Murray. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you can ask Kyler Murray, and they, Cliff Kingsbury's like, "I'm going to Thailand for." I'm a going month. to Thailand. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to disappear to Thailand. <laughs> I hope my fiance is not listening right now, but that dude could do some serious damage in Thailand. Oh, I'm sure. In my opinion, there's a lot of like those tropical islands and stuff. Oh my god! So anyway, Cliff Kingsbury disappears. It's a, <laughs> coaching in the NFL sucks that bad. But Dowell went from yeah he could he could have gone on next NFL city whatever after the thing with the Giants didn't work out. But the dude goes and takes an analyst job at Penn State. Right with James Franklin and Yurchich, and then you know Sam Pittman calls at Arkansas's his alma mater, and he goes there and coaches tight ends. You know, uh, this is this is not a guy that's coming in here NFL arrogant like oh I don't know the last guy who was only in the NFL for a year. <laughs> this guy's coming in, and, and, and it seems like as a coach he, he's he's decided to reinvent himself and work his way up. Right, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, in a, in a lower level of football, so I mean, he didn't just come in and demand to be the head coach because he's from the NFL and all that. Man, he was an analyst and a tight ends coach, and got after it and busted his ass in recruiting. It still is, and now he's got a. So this to me is a guy that's got an opportunity, you know, that's that's built himself back up on, on another level of the game. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to work out, right? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. just uh, I'm just saying. James says if Dallas successful at Carolina, he could be the next Arkansas head coach. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're worried about. You need to just, you know, pray for sustained success at uh, Arkansas for the next few years. <laughs> yeah. Or not. If you're not happy with the Yeah, offense, yeah, if not. you don't like it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, we'll we'll make a determination on what we're praying for after the end of this season. <laughs> yeah, you get there and you go um, you know, you you're, you're making fake names on the Arkansas message board like Snuffahogalus. <laughs> and stuff sausage you know there was one one arkansas message board that arkansas is funny like the the piggy ones they're, they're hilarious mm-hmm. ones like you know uh inspired sausage and stuff like that you're like wow uh anyway um let's take a break yeah i was brown blind squirrels did you see what he just did i don't know uh we'll go from there and a lot of catching up to do on the uh Nana Sports Cat Chat Box, but they're still rocking and rolling. Um, all right, we'll be back after these messages inside the Gamecocks of the Show. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, 
You can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That one, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! And tip our hats and raise our glasses of cold cold beer They say Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662. They'll be happy to talk to you about a new sunroom addition for your house. And we're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, but not for necessarily too much longer, saying is how you're coming on board. Welcome aboard, JB. Happy <laughs> to have you in. Start this power trio here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Excited about it, and uh, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all uh, considering me to to have some fun with y'all every day for a couple of hours, and uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody else is excited about it too. But uh, it's been we've kind of been working on this for a little while, and and excited to to get rolling next week. Yeah, man, same. I'm excited to have you on the team. Realistic Joel says immediately. Meat Church needs to become a sponsor. Great hat. <laughs> Meat Church. All right. Yeah. yeah. Says the, apparently the Cornbread Cowboy. Do you know who the Cornbread Cowboy is, Jamie? Uh, Have you seen this on Instagram? This guy. He's got, he's got, he's, got, he's, he's like, he's a Gamecock fan, but he, he's kind of like a, a, a oh, yeah, content yeah, yeah. creator. He's got, he's he got go the Jomo him? hat on and he's got, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, da, seen da, da, yeah. He wears shirts that say like Skinner on full, full blast. Well, yeah. I'm working on getting him on the show. Okay. So, uh, but apparently he was at the Royal American in Charleston and they stopped the kitchen so everyone could get a picture with him. 
this guy's going viral. So and right. I, I, don't, I, yeah. I need to know more about it. I need to know more about him. Um, so, yeah, so we, we talked about you coming on board earlier. And just to reiterate, everybody's really excited about it. And certainly cool. uh, this show's taken a, uh, a, a step forward, I think, when we, when we start uh, doing that. Um, yesterday, South Carolina, I guess it's weird because I, I think that if we were not in the port, transfer portal era and we were not in the NIL era and all this other stuff that's going on around college football – you know, Gamecock fans or any fan base would be like cutting cartwheels right now um, with the way the 2024 recruiting cycle started and also the way 2023 yeah. ended, at least with high school guys. You know, your thoughts on um, getting a four-star tight end out of Georgia that uh, a lot of other schools really wanted and uh, looks like a really good player in Michael Smith. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a di- big deal, really, to add talent. Don't really need it, um, you know. Uh, they didn't get uh, they didn't get uh, Garrett Riley, so that's really all that matters. Clemson got him, and um, you know I'll I'll stand by my man Mark on that one, uh, Mister 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 Inside Source himself, a guy that can't get credentialed at South Carolina, can't get an interview with anybody who actually knows what's going on at South Carolina, but yet he's got inside sources, so. Okay. Um, yeah. No. I, I. It's. I. I think what you're actually seeing is, is what has kind of been building uh, for, you know, a little over two years. Uh, when when they hired Coach Beamer, I think one of the things that was exciting for most who had understood his background, right, and and as a recruiter, as a former coach at South Carolina. Uh, as a guy who has spent a lot of time with a lot of excellent coaches across the country, was that, you know, I, we kind of all knew, and JC, you knew this. This was one of the first things you pointed out you, um, when, when Shane did get hired on our program, was that, um, you know, he, it, he'll, he'll get players here, and he's going to make sure that he hires a staff that can bring players in. And then from there, it'll be up to, to them to – uh, develop these guys right and and so but we have to remember something with recruiting it doesn't always work like this you know but but sometimes you get in late on a uh, on a kid or two or whatever it is and and you kind of hit it off and you, and you sign that guy but generally you know unless you're one of the historic programs in, in college football in order to build a, a great class and then keep it consistent it, it takes some time to really dig your roots into these high schools and into these families and into their living rooms and all those type things. So, you know, they've, they've kind of been working on what looks like it's going to end up probably being a pretty good 24 class for a while. I mean, they started getting mm-hmm. these relationships a couple of years ago by bringing kids in on unofficials, um, you know, bringing kids into camp, you know, going out and spending time at every high school uh, in, in the state and then beyond its borders. I mean, Shane is very, Shane and coach Muschamp have very, have very, uh, similar, uh, thoughts, which are, which are exactly right. And the fact that Savannah, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Charlotte, places like that are kind of all an extension of the state of South Carolina. Like you've got to be able to recruit those areas to be successful in addition to what actually defines your borders. And then you also have to be able to go other areas and establish relationships there and and oftentimes it takes coaches who already have relationships in other areas like the D.C. area or somewhere further west or something like that to be able to do so. So, um, you know, you, you start kind of, you know, 
identifying these kids and then you spend a couple of years uh, recruiting them. And if you've got the right people in place who understand how to recruit to your school, at some point in time, you know, you hope that that will pay off. And, and so what it looks like here is that, you know, this is paying off uh, after, after two plus years. And he, he's been pretty consistent with the staff. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that he hired are, are still here. Uh, and then he's hired other guys that kind of meshed well and understand it. So um, I, I think it's bigger than just Michael Smith. And that's no disrespect to that young man at all. And it's bigger than Cam Pringle, although not much is because he's six seven, three hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> but, um, but I think that that is the start that you need because, J.C., you've covered recruiting for, for you know, two decades, right? I mean, when, when kids – they know what's going on, the, especially in today's world. They all go to camp together. They communicate in a thousand different ways with social media and all these things. And now they're seeing it. They're like, well, man, there's a lot of good players signing at South Carolina. Maybe I should take a little bit of a closer look. I know Coach Beamer or Coach Hardesty or whomever, but maybe I should see why all these guys are choosing to become Gamecocks. So it can kind of snowball, and then from there you have to, you have to understand how to maintain it, which we did not do under Coach Spurrier. Um, but uh, Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer knows what he's doing on that end, and um, it's a pretty exciting time. Gamecocks have uh, early only three commits, but uh, the eleventh ranked class in the country. Uh, Wendell Gregory, of course, four-star linebacker out of Marietta Walton, is uh, committing on Friday. Uh, good chance Gamecocks get him. Uh, Mazio Bennett, the Greenville High wide receiver who was committed to Tennessee. Uh, continues to get crystal ball predictions for him. Uh, I think Josiah Thompson is is safe to say he's a heavy game cock lean. Um, sure. And then there's some other guys. I mean, they'll, they'll keep stacking guys and finding guys. Uh, you know, Braylon Lee is a four-star corner from Desmond Umiazulu School in Maryland that I, I think probably you could say the Gamecocks are in the lead for. And then, you know, five-star DN Dylan Stewart from D.C. as well. I was yeah. told that one's going to be a heck of a battle, but uh, the Gamecocks are, are right in the middle of that one too. So I, I you know, and you're right. You're absolutely correct about this, JB. It, it does take time to lay groundwork in relationships. And, and many times, you know, your first class is just kind of so-so because you're kind of there and putting it together quick. And then second class is a little bit better. Third class is a little bit better than, I guess, gosh, are we already on Beamer 24, 2024? Is Beamer's fourth class? Yeah, I guess so. Three and a half. Yeah, because he came in 21. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, for 21 and 22, they basically only got, they got no time to recruit for 21. And on the road, especially, it was all over the phone and Zoom. And then for 2022, it didn't start. They couldn't really get out on the road until June of that year anyway. So they were even behind uh, as far as FaceTime and stuff. Or face not Not FaceTime on your phone, but... FaceTime in person with, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, you know, because you, you always Real take human interpersonal reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. human <laughs> interpersonal reaction, right? So yeah. you got that, you know, they didn't really have a lot of time for that either for 2022, but it's it, it's coming around and, and you're right. The recruitment of Cam Pringle and Josiah Thompson and guys like that started the day they walked in the door. Um, yeah. And, and that's kind of how you got to do it these days. Well, it is, and and you know, it's it's also I think, I think something that is that is really necessary to point out with, uh, you know, I, I don't know the inside and out of other programs, but but I do understand at South Carolina, you know, everything is very much a team effort up there, and and you know, so while you are all you know, coaches are assigned territories and and things of that nature, 
you know, they also kind of piggyback on each other to do whatever it takes to get the job done. With that said, though, you have to make sure that when you have a coach who's assigned a territory that not only are they doing their job, but they're doing it well. And so, like, you know, for Coach Beamer, I mean, I, one of the things I think I've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I, I know that, you know, Coach Hardesty for, has has received, you know, criticism for, you know, not being able to recruit well and things like that because we can't see the specific names tied to his name or at least a large number of them. And and that's fair. I'm not saying anybody's wrong at all uh, to, to say things like that. There's a lot of truth in it, certainly. But at the same time, when your coaches walk into a school, they're the impression that that school is going to get of your program. Okay, so if Ontario Hardesty walks into a school or Pete Limbo or – it doesn't matter. Anybody that's on that staff, they're representative of the University of South – representatives of the University of South Carolina. And so it's it's their job if they don't know those coaches in that, that high school, if they don't know the kids in that high school, the administrators, whomever it is, to make sure that they uh, make a favorable impression from the get-go – uh, and that they begin to establish some relationships and inroads because it might not necessarily be that person that needs to recruit a kid at that school to play in his whatever group he coaches, position group he coaches at South Carolina. But if he's made the inroad for the program, that's when you can kind of go back and develop the plan internally at Carolina to say, okay, well, this is a young man that we want. He's in this guy's territory and these are the dudes that need to make sure that we're constantly communicating with him and developing and growing and establishing those relationships. So it's a team effort. Uh, it, it's a lot of work for, for all those coaches. There's no, no question about it. But, you know, so far, I mean, you can't really argue with the results. They've done an outstanding job. Yeah, and I think you're right. The relationships are everything because all recruiting decisions fundamentally come down to comfort level. Um where are you most comfortable? And, and a lot of things factor into it because some people are like, well, you know, I guess the snarky response from fans was, well, you know, most champs so good at building these relationships while these guys go everywhere else. Well, because comfort level, it's not just about who do you like the best for a player. I mean, you, your, your comfort level could be off the charts relationship with a coach wise, but you're uncomfortable because the facilities are bad or you're uncomfortable because the team doesn't win or you're uncomfortable because the fan base is toxic on Twitter, right? <laughs> uh, that's happened before too, not at Carolina, but a lot of other places. So uh, I think this staff does an exceptional job of, of marching toward being the choice as it relates to that comfort level. Um, they're not going to get everybody. Guy, some guys are going to go elsewhere. Don't get me wrong, but I will say that, uh, that you know, it, it's one of those things where th they, uh, they're, they're going to get their share and more uh, if they continue to, to, to recruit like this. And uh, you're absolutely right. They're, they're, you know, other prospects look and they see it. And they're like, well, South Carolina's in the top ten right now, and Dante Reno's all over Twitter talking good about them. And, uh they got they're in on these five star guys from Maryland or, or whatever you know that that, that kind of gets people's attention, and, and I'll say one more thing about 2024 specifically. Hats off to Ray Tanner, and and, and nobody's going to say this. Uh, no, I'll say this right now. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, with the fan base, but hats off to Ray Tanner and Chance Miller, uh, and those guys for the light job at Williams Bryce, because that thing took the atmosphere for night games to the next level. And everybody always says, well, you know, current year recruits. Oh, well, this guy's here, so uh, – but he watched us lose, so we're going to lose. You know, 
that's the, the big impact with these home games, Texas A&M, um, the opener, uh, Tennessee, you know, those big home games this year, the, the impact on recruiting probably came with 2024, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they're the kids that are sitting there, and it's not, you know, they're in their junior year. They're kind of formulating those opinions of the program. Uh, and, wow, you look at it and – you know, well, it's a, it's, it, a, it's a rock concert. It's a rock concert, right? Yeah, but I mean, guys, I think you all agree when I say this, right? I mean, while we want to credit the administration for the things like that, that's that's recency bias in my mind. I mean, Coach Muschamp even mentioned, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, and Coach Beamer mentioned it as soon as he was hired. You know, we, we, it feels like it's been longer than it has been, but all of the facilities that now surround Williams Bryce Stadium have not been there very long. Right. I mean, they've they've really only been functional for a couple of years because when they got built, COVID hit. And and so you couldn't even use it like you could not use it to your advantage for down the road. And now, like, I mean, I had a conversation with somebody about this not too long ago, and it was, well, everybody has those now. Sure. But that's what's that's why they call it keeping up with the Joneses, because if you don't, you're behind. And if you're a power program, you can get away with stuff like that. But if, but if you're a Kentucky or a South Carolina or a Mississippi State or one of these blue-collar programs is trying to kind of crack that next level of football, or any sport for that matter, like these are the things that you have to have in order to, to compete. I mean, it, it might sound silly at times. You know, you, do you really need an arcade? Do you really need a movie theater? Like, do we really need the Darius Rucker recording studio? Well, not really. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like jewelry. I mean, it looks good when you got it on. You don't have to have it. But, it, but it, you know, it looks good. You know, some people look at that and they're like, man, girls, chicks got a nice, you know, watch on. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's very, you know, it's very similar. And so in this administration uh, and, and, and many others, I know Eric Nichols has now moved on, but but there are a lot of people in that building that are still there, of, of course, under the leadership of Coach Tanner and Chance Miller. And, you know, you, you can look back over the last decade and and – it's crazy to think this because we, in today's world, we think minute to minute, moment to moment, second to second, you know, day to day, it almost seems like way too long. We got to have our answers right now. We got our results right now. You know, 10 years ago, this is what they were anticipating. Man, you know, once we could, okay, well, now we got to get through the design phase. Now we got to get through the funding phase. And now we got to get through the building phase. And then we got to get the damn thing open. And then we got to get kids into it. And then we got to get the kids into it that it's going to take a little while to actually recruit them. But, you know, they knew this was going to take a while, and, and it did because that's what it does. You know, it's not Legos. You can't just build it with a box and a little pamphlet of instructions. It takes some time. Uh, and, and now, you know, it's kind of all coming together a little bit, if that makes sense. And, and if you've got the right people in place, as somebody uh, in the program told me not long ago, they said, you know, if you've got the right people in place and you've got all these things that, that you need – you can you can do it, and um, now they still got to go out and win games. You know they got another season coming up, and and um, and certainly you never know what can happen there. But it's the off season, and we're talking about off season things, and so far so good. Um, what impact do you think? I mean, just to, as a change in landscape, because yeah, just sitting here thinking, and you mentioned it before, Jamie uh, was the you know the influence of other recruits on you know potentials. Uh, and having access that they never have had, you know, to each other. Uh, 
in the past. Like, and we look back on the Muschamp era, and you know there were some plenty of good recruiting classes during that. Uh, you know, who were the vocal leaders of those classes, though? Like, we've got Dante Reno for 2024, who is an obvious vocal leader for the recruiting, you know, side of things right now. Pup Howard last year, you know, I think was probably, and I would imagine that the coaching staff would also say, instrumental in getting uh, the guys in for 23 that, that we have. Um, but looking back on that Muschamp era, I don't ever remember hearing that. Well, I, I, one name comes to mind specifically for me, and that's Luke Doty. I mean, Luke was yeah. was very, very, very uh, loud about trying to sign the best players in this state and, and those that he came across with. You know, I, I, it would take a little bit of a thought for me um, beyond that, but certainly I remember Luke Doty's recruitment very well because he wanted to be a Gamecock. Um, he, he committed. And from there, do y'all, y'all remember that? I mean, like, y'all remember his recruitment? Like, after he committed, crickets, right? I mean, it was yeah, quiet, man. Anything. Yeah, there, there was nothing. There was, yeah. there was nothing going on. I mean, he told everybody, I'm, I am a Gamecock. That's what mm-hmm. I am. And now I'm recruiting young – or, you know, guys to come play with me. And, um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to – I'm sure I'm missing somebody, Phil, but – but it does seem more today than than so in the past that these guys overall have really formed a public bond. I'm sure they have a bond privately, yeah. right? But 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 they they allow us to see it in public via social media, and that's kind of the the feel good that 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 makes the waves through the fan base. It, it almost looks like these guys all grew up together. They didn't. But but they certainly are doing a pretty good job of uh, of making it look like that. Yeah, forming that relationship early, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, it, it really. It, 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 some of those Muschamp classes, did, I call them Pod Piper recruits. They're kind of the, the the ringleader of your class. It's like you're they become a, like almost like a player recruiter. Um, and Luke Doty was one of those guys, and, and, and but then. There weren't a lot of other ones, you know. It, it all almost. I'm trying to think of anybody else that, that maybe came in early because a lot of it were a lot of it would came down to a late decision, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but you've had Pup Howard uh, in the 2023 class, and, and now Dante Reno in 2024. And I see guys too. Like I'll say this: Montague Rames was not coming to South Carolina. He was going to NC State. Uh, because he was worried about winning and all this stuff, and and Taylor Edwards and 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 through the transition from Mike Peterson to Sterling Lucas, they completely turned it, and now this guy's all over the place, and he he's enrolled. Obviously, he's a player right now, but this guy's all over. Everybody's, you know, Nick Harbor. Hey, man, when you're coming to Carolina, do the right thing, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, kind of putting the pressure. On so hats off to the staff. <laughs> This staff for, for really being able to turn situations and, and and go go close the deal, go close the deal. Yeah, and and, I, and I'll throw one other name in there. Uh, I I know to carry on Joiner was was instrumental right, yeah. in, in some young men and coming to South Carolina as well. Uh, he's those you know uh, we can we can all argue. I'm sure, and I know it's time for a break. We we, we can all um, we can all argue a lot of things about guys like to carry on. 
and and Luke as to you know whether they should be playing, where they should be playing. Both of those young men have uh, have um, you know moved positions. I remember when they Luke moved um, Luke to to wide receiver. Heck, they'd even talked about you know some defensive stuff at one point in time for him. Um, to carry on, we we know his story, but the one thing that you 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 cannot have a conversation about those guys without also saying in-state kids, outstanding humans, love Carolina. And, um, and they're, they're two of the leaders on the team right now. I mean, Spencer Rattler's your starting quarterback, but Luke Doty carries a lot of weight in the locker room. To carry on Joyner carries a lot of weight in the locker room. And uh, they have their actions have met their words because both of these guys – in today's world, I would call them transfer candidates, no question about it. I, I know that Luke was was blown up by other schools about you know them you know wanting wanting him to leave and, and go play quarterback at their institutions. Um, certainly, to carry on has has had his opportunities. And where are they? You know, so they're both at Carolina and they're and they're trying to lead this program back to what Coach Spurrier proved that, you know that could happen here. And they believe it can. And obviously the head coach does as well. So, you know, I, I just give them such a round of applause because they're just great kids with great families and and they sure as hell are great Gamecocks. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. And I think uh, – And Br- Brandon's, Brandon's right. Ryan Holinsky did the same thing. Ryan, Ryan was pretty vocal on social media. I forgot media. about Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah, about he's Ryan right. with that. He's right. Yeah, good, good point. That's good. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. All right, got to get a break. First break of the uh, final hour of the day here on uh, Celebration Wednesday, uh, as we announced that the show is becoming a power trio next Wednesday, starting next Wednesday. We can't wait for that. As Jamie's going to join us full time, we're fired up. All right, we'll be back after these messages. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts. But I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth! Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man.
Welcome back into Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia, 803-446-4662, or John B. at expresssunrooms.com are the ways to get in touch with them. They'd be happy to talk to you about what it is that they can do to get more sun into your life at home. Yeah, there's All no right. sun here. Yeah, right. Same. <laughs> I, I'm sun watching. The, sucks. I'm watching. I'm watching the snowfall outside. It's it's kind of pretty. Um, I'm waiting for like a reindeer to come galloping across the yard or something. I, I I would rather be in your weather. I haven't seen snow yet this year, so I I'd like to see some for a couple of days and then let it move on. We have not had a bunch of snow this year, uh, but the last year that was like this, I think my second year up here, uh, no snow, no snow, no snow, and then February hits, and it snowed all month, like up to the mailbox. That's when I had to go buy a snowblower, because I'm, I'm dumb. Like, I walked outside, you know, it's kind of like Independence Day where Will, Will Smith walks out, and the neighbors are moving out because of the alien ship, and he just picks up the paper, and I'm looking, I'm like... Why are these people out here at seven o'clock in the morning shoveling their driveway? I'm like it's just snow. It's gonna it's, it's gonna melt. It's gonna melt tomorrow anyway. It's gonna melt tomorrow anyway. Well, what tomorrow? No. Why they do it? And then no. fiance's like, "Oh, I gotta go shovel." I'm like, "Why? Why, baby? It's gonna melt tomorrow anyway." <laughs> nah, it's, no, JC. No. It has to be above freezing for it to melt. Okay. Yeah, generally that's how it works. Yep. And, and so you know, as as the man around here, you know, I, I, I was probably expected to shovel, but you know, I'm, that's not part of my culture. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, it's not in, not in my culture. Okay. So I was like, I, I didn't. I was like, it's gonna melt tomorrow, you know. So two days later, poor Nat in her car, a 2003 Mercedes SUV that keeps running like a champion. The seat warmer's still working it, by the way. Her mom gave it to her. It's awesome. But anyway, it gets stuck. The wagon gets stuck out of there. I, have a, I had a four-wheel drive truck at the time, but I, she got stuck. And she was stuck for days. She was yeah. stuck for days. We finally got her out of the driveway out of the, the sheet of ice and snow that was packed like a like a, like a a ski resort. in the Because I didn't get out there and shovel the first day. And I was wondering why everybody I was like, these people are crazy. They've lost their mind. It's just a little snow. Uh-oh. So I go and buy what's called a snowblower, right? It's like a lawnmower, but for snow. Yeah, we know we know what they are. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, may not use one, but we've heard of them. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it blo- you you, you got to direct the blower to blow it over on those. You know, it's it's an art. But when it's really windy, and you don't have a face mask on, and the snow's just blowing right back at your face, like <laughs> that is a miserable feeling. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it doesn't get to that, but I'm going to have to probably go snow blow the driveway later today so the cars don't get stuck. So anyway, that's my story about snow blowing. Surely there's a service you could use to handle that for you, right? There is. Uh, probably charge an arm and a leg, don't they? Yeah, I can only imagine. The San- it's the Sanchez's, Sanchez land, because they do our they do cut our grass for us. Uh, but they, but that, they're not all that good at blowing snow. Really good at cutting the grass, not good at blowing snow. Oh. Um, I think they're just getting into the snow blowing uh, thing, but anyway, but yeah, it's coming down like the shining. So yeah, red rum, red rum. Um, now, that weather report, by the way, is brought to you by Express Sunrooms. Express <laughs> call, call John Barber for your next all glass sunroom to watch the sun, the snow come down. Backyard, backyard thing. 
Uh, Blind Squirrel says Chicago sucks, but at least y'all got Portillo's. Yeah, I yeah, probably got I, some Portillo's later. I, I, JC, correct, not to get too far off topic here, but I have uh, been told numerous times that Chicago in the spring is really, really, really nice. Like when what? once it's finally cracked into spring, not like traditional spring, like yeah. April. It's not May. like our spring. Yeah, right. it, it May Mayish. It starts to get warm, and uh, yeah. early summer's good. Fall's not yeah. bad either. I mean, it. I, but I've heard Chicago in the summer is is scorching too. So it is. It's, it's very humid uh, downtown. Sometimes you'll get down in the seventies when there's cloud cover because it's right there on the lake. But yeah, it's it's very humid here. Uh, but uh, but it's not like our spring. Our spring starts in February <laughs> in South Carolina, you know. But um, no, well, yeah, but, that's not true. Like I was texting Monty the other day, and I said, <laughs> Mon- I said, Monty, you know, you know how it works. Opening day, it's going to be about thirty-three degrees. <laughs> not 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 cold enough to change it to snow to snow you out. It's going to be raining. Not enough rain to wash you out. Just that piss you off kind of rain, where it, and it's about 33, 35 degrees. It happens every year on opening day in college baseball. It's like the baseball mm. guys, they're they're the, you know they're they're the best, but they're also like, yeah, that's all right. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna toughen you up on day one here. We're yeah, we're I, I totally get that completely, and that I've seen those games too, and occasionally like oh, in April brutal. you'll have. April, you'll have like an SEC series, usually not in Columbia, but sometimes like a, someplace else, like in Kentucky, Kentucky, Tennessee, something like that. It's a little cooler, but uh, it's it snowed in Lexington uh, the last couple of years. Yeah, Carolina went up there, and it was like, well, we're going to double dip it on Saturday. We've got six inches of snow on the ground today. That's why Kentucky finally put the turf in and rebuilt that place. They looked more like an erector set than it did a baseball stadium, but they've got a new one. So congratulations to them. Speaking of Portillo's Blind Squirrel, and, and then we'll get off the subject. Uh, have you guys seen Tiger King, that, that documentary? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. the dude's husband with the missing tooth, he had like a tattoo on his belly that said privately owned by Joe Exotic. Yeah. My belly, nice. since I've been up here, yeah, I need to get a tattoo on it that says privately uh-huh. owned by Portillo's. Because <laughs> Portillo's <laughs> owns this guy. Portillo's owns the guy. Beef sandwich. I don't. I don't just say beef sandwich. I I I, I, I stand by what I say. Okay, I think gobble one of those up. I think that the Tiger King is privately owned in prison right now, isn't he? By probably multiple multiple, yeah. people. multiple might tigers. Be, might be public ownership up there. <laughs> did you get did, did, all right? So so well, the guy, the guy the, in Myrtle Beach, the guy in Myrtle Beach got indicted too. He's he's yeah, crazy. he's yeah. going to prison for like human trafficking, or it's, apparently he's like keeping chicks in sl- in slavery bondage on his animal farm. I'm like, that's a weird dude, man. It's right there in Myrtle I mean, Beach. You know, I've got a friend that live or her parents live up in they're in Myrtle Beach. They're they're too sh- two rows off of. Um, you know, Ocean, Ocean Boulevard. Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And um and they took he he's got a golly, Mr. Lee, I think it's a thirty five foot uh it's not a yacht, but it's it's it's, it's more a of a yeah, it's more of like a houseboat. I mean it's a it's it's uh, you could call it a yacht if you wanted to, but um 
they were cruising down the ICW a couple of couple of summers ago, and what did they come across? That guy riding his elephant <laughs> yes. in the intercoastal waterway. <laughs> the what the elephant? They they took him down to the waterway, and he was just taking a bath, just walking through the ICW. <laughs> and there's water moccasins and alligators, and everything else would bite the hell out of that elephant. I guess elephants uh, well, hang out with crocodiles, salt water. You're not gonna get a water yeah, water. you're right. But yeah, it's uh, I guess I'm mixing that up. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 the I, elephant. I thought you were about to say he was riding the elephant naked, and then I'd have been like, that. that's kind of bizarre. You know? well, not that I'm aware Come of. to me, my jungle friends. Hello. No, I'd find but, it uh, shocking if that had never happened. Well, the latest thing is, is that Carol, Baskin, <laughs> Carol Baskin's husband is allegedly alive. I heard that not. rumor. Yeah, yeah, that well, no, not, she came yeah. out and said something about it. I'm like, God, these are that, that's. We watched that that, that 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 and the Michael Jordan uh, Bulls documentary got me through the fantastic. pandemic. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was outstanding. Uh, baseball season right around the corner. Be sure to tune in uh, to the show on opening day um, as the Gamecocks take on uh, UMass Amherst. Uh, we're going to have a, a big blowout baseball special with uh, multiple guests and uh, just kind of you know celebrate opening day. It only comes around once a year, and certainly. Mm -hmm. Uh, at Carolina Baseball Matters a whole lot, so be sure to uh, check us out there. All right, we're going to hit our final break, guys, and then come back and wrap it up. That Wednesday edition. Totally worthless. Yep. Yeah, we just talked about Portillo's and uh, beef and Tiger King. And your belly and, button, I know. And, and nude yeah. elephant riding. That's yeah. awesome. All right, back after these messages. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil.
Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sound Rooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to discuss a potential backyard retreat for your home. And if you missed our last segment, you can go back and check it out, because were we a terrestrial radio station, that would be what we would submit for our Marconi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amazing. R- and R- that R- brings R- me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> That's right. That's right, kids. Don't drugs do are drugs. bad. Drugs are bad. Pointed out by LT and uh, the water boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Don't smoke crack. Yeah. LT. Yeah, my next uh, point. Um, Robert well, used to live in Chicago. He said he survived the blizzard of 79. It was a 28-inch blizzard and then a 12-inch blizzard the week before. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you I was guys in, are real. Go ahead. No, I, I was in uh, about a 12 inch one in Wyoming for Christmas in 2017, uh, which He's was neat um, to to see, but it was exciting to fly home as well. Of course, <laughs> when, when when I felt when we flew home, uh, landed, and then January 2nd we got uh, what was it six to eight inches of snow here in Charleston. So I was like, "Yeah, be kidding me!" Like. I went to Wyoming to see you. I don't want to see you now, but you brought it back with you. <laughs> it was here. Yeah, I remember the uh, snow in '89 on Christmas very well. Matter of fact, my my dad in his concrete coring truck hooked a chain to the back of it and towed us around on uh, hydro slides. Pretty safe. Yeah, but we we made it out. Bet you had a great time though. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, my dad on a video store that big snow in the in the late eighties in the Upstate, and we had to drive from Spartanburg to Greenville through it in a minivan to the video yeah. store. But they did. I mean, the video store just being open, people were coming up there on skis and stuff. I mean, they didn't have anything to rent. I mean, you were out. Like you, 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 like there, there was no copies of like Mannequin, St. Elmo's Fire, Name Your Eighties, Pod, Top Gun was all out. You had to go back to like the back classic the section. Yeah, yeah, back to the few. There were no cartoons left because the kids were everybody's there like with five Smurfs videos. Like, please help me, God. So <laughs> that was that was kind of fun. Um, Game Cup basketball tonight. Uh, I think we better yeah. talking about the blizzard, but uh, yeah, Pertillos, but. Um, uh, you know, Gamecocks go, they go to Gainesville. Strange things happen sometimes when Carolina plays Florida in basketball, especially down there. Um, a lot mm. of unexpected wins, <laughs> uh, in, in Gainesville. They're, they're not, the Gators are probably, they're probably like average. They're probably, I think they're probably better than Ole Miss, but probably not as, not as good as like a Tennessee or Arkansas or somebody like that, but. Man, what what do you what, what do you think? What are you looking for uh, out of this team as we continue the the slow march to the SEC tournament? Well, last time they went on the road, they won. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's something. Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's it's been a struggle to watch them play. You know, certainly, I mean, they 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 did show uh, signs of life in the Auburn game the other day. Of course, they're already down by about you know thirty points, and then they found a way to make it about a ten point game, and then just couldn't. You know, it's, couldn't get over that hump. I think um, I think a lot of that probably had to do with his Auburn as much as it did Carolina, kind of getting hot. But um, yeah, it's 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 you know it's tough to it's tough right now. It's tough times up there. They're 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 struggling, and 
you know, they they do have some pieces, and then you know they got a lot of pieces that just you know aren't seemingly for the brand of basketball they're trying to play, which is like positionless basketball, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of a new new trend. Uh, they don't they don't have the guys to to do that really, and um, you know maybe they're setting the stage for what's to come in the future, and hopefully that's true. But um, and I say the future as in like the next couple of seasons. But um, but you know if if you don't have the guys to play it, you generally kind of got to find another way around it. And, and right now, it, nothing's really working. So we'll see. Uh, you just hope that at some point in time, you know you you don't you don't see guys kind of start to hang their heads. I'm not implying that this team's going to quit or anything like that. I, I don't know that. But, um, you know, you get your brains beat in enough, and, and it's human nature to really doubt what you're doing. And when you doubt what you're doing, you hang your head. When you hang your head, it's, it's a sign of kind of giving up. And, and you just hope that that's not coming. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, all these young men are really, really enjoy that staff and Coach Paris. And, and so hopefully they can just find a way to improve as the season goes along, even if – they lose games, you know, finding a way to continue to improve uh, is, I think, what's most important for this program right now. Yeah, continue to, to stay at it, I think. Uh, you know, uh, some of the younger guys, getting them minutes and, and, and all that. You know, Gigi Jackson, I think, I think the better he plays, the the better – I mean, he put, a, he put a pretty good numbers against Auburn, right? Uh, the better he plays, uh, he uh, – the better it is for the program long term, because I, I think what you don't want to do is get in a situation that's like where, well, the one big time guy that can't went there, you know, his draft stat, yeah, you know, and then they blame it on the, you know, he, well, he shouldn't have gone there, he should have gone to North Carolina. Of course, I don't know how much PT be getting in North Carolina this year because they've got they're pretty loaded, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think those are some things to look at. I think I think it's kind of kind of sad in a way uh, because. Would, would ideally, if, if you know, moving on from Frank, you would hope that the new coach would come in and, 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 and not necessarily, you know, win a bunch of games. I think we all were realistic about it, but energize the place, get people behind it. Man, uh, beating Clemson like that early, I thought was a step in the right direction. And then all of a sudden, you know, now it's just, I mean, the, the crowds and everything else that I've seen are just – they're much worse than it ever was when, when Frank was here or whatever. Uh, and that's just the nature of, you know, not having a very good team. And, you know, when, when you're not very good, people aren't going to be interested. So uh, I think there's a long way to climb out of this hole for this staff. Um, and can they do it? I, I have no idea. But uh, uh, I, I hope that they do. They seem to be good people and stuff. And obviously we don't uh, – you know, we everybody would like to be better at men's basketball around here, right? So I, it's you know it, it's it's apathy right now, and and that's not good ever. It just still is. I think, and it is for me. I mean, I, I'm I'm saying this out of the good of my heart. You know, I'm not one of these social media heroes. You know, that tells everybody everything they know. Um, but but you know, the, I mean, this time we didn't see it coming, but uh, this time just six years ago we were. We were about to witness, you could argue, the, the greatest achievement in the history of Gamecock Athletics, uh, the, the run to the Final Four for that basketball program. And I think that people are trying to figure out, how are we here? Like, where we are right now. I mean, it's, it's you know, th- there seems like 
they're not even really in a hole. I mean, they're they've already been you know it's buried. They buried somebody buried the program. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not saying that's true. It's just what it what it feels like, right, guys? I mean, again, you know, you you go back go back six years, right? Okay, nobody saw the run to the Final Four coming, but the program itself certainly had energy because they had gotten hosed in 2016 on the tournament. And everybody knew that. And everybody knew what they were returning, right? And that team, that 16-17 team was pretty good. Now, did we did we know that they would be in the tournament? No, because we had just seen the program a year prior that should have been in it not get in. So they were still kind of straddling the line. However, we knew that they were good enough to get in. It was just a mm-hmm. matter of if, if they did. And then you had the next train of thought, which was, sweet Jesus, if we get in, can we finally get past the first round? Because that sure as hell it doesn't happen around here ever. Mm-hmm. And 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 then, of course, they, they made that run. And I think what people thought, there's always going to be a part of the fan base that um, that expects every year to – to be in the Final Four, to be in the College Football Playoff, to, to be in the College World Series, you know, there's, I, I not that not that my expectations if I was a coach or a player would be any less. You know, you expect to win the title every year. If you don't, if you don't, why why are you there? But I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, realistically speaking, as fans, you know, if we all actually, nobody actually ever does that every single year, nobody. And so, no. you know, it, it's it's you got to be realistic. However. After they made the run to the to the final four, I think we all kind of kind of thought like, okay, they didn't just crack the tournament and become a one hit wonder. Like Frank's, he's got it. He's reestablished basketball at South Carolina. We're not going to do this every year, but we certainly have reinvented our program. And when we're on solid ground, right, and when we're gonna we're gonna compete, um, we've been so close, but now we're now we're kind of there. And now they're 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 really bad, Not and um, it's just yeah, depressing yeah. to think about. It's as bad well, as it's seems, been. Yeah, and it seems farther back, at least you know perceptually in my mind, than you know the football team's you know <laughs> conference relevance, which is what twelve years ago, as opposed to just five. You know, and yeah. you talk about the what ifs with that year before team because they were what a twenty win team that didn't make it. You yeah. know, they allowed a nineteen win Arizona bigger brand into the tournament yeah, over the Gamecocks and in. they could have yeah. yeah, made yeah. a shake, you know, could have contended that year. Um, but it just, the precipitous drop-off post-Final Four, it just seems like that much longer ago. Uh, it's, it's, and and again, I I said it, and y'all know me, I'm a, I'm a baseball guy. I mean, I love everything, clearly. Um, uh, but I, you know, always been pretty close with baseball program and, and continue to be uh, and celebrating the national championships is something that all Gamecocks forever and ever will cherish. Nobody know more than me uh, outside of the guys that actually did it like coach Tanner and the players and, and Calvi and, and coach Myers and all those guys that were involved in all that. Even guys like Monty Lee who helped build that program to, to, to get it there. Um, with that said, I, I as big of a fan of baseball as I am in those achievements because they are national championships. The women have won national championships in 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 basketball. I mean, guys, you, you honestly can legitimately make the argument that the greatest achievement in the history of this school is going to the Final Four in men's basketball. 
I mean, there's a real argument for that. There's no title, but there's yeah, a real it, argument for that. For, I mean, you for think about a, what they a, did to get there. It's for a revenue sport. It's the biggest accomplishment in athletics history. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than the Final Four. Um, no. you know, there's only two revenue sports, but uh, yeah, it, it, and I think when you kind of weigh the last 30, 40 years of Gamecock basketball uh, against like your average season, it makes it even more incredible. You know, and the NCAA tournament history. I mean, hadn't won a first round game in, in how long before that happened? 40 years? Um, 70, amazing. 73, right? So. Yeah. yeah, it was um, incredible. I'll always remember. Pressing. I'll always, I'll always remember that time the the game that time the Gamecocks were in the Final Four, uh, and I hope it doesn't. I mean, I would love to see them that program come back because I think there's no reason why South Carolina should not be good at men's basketball. Um, no. But uh, there. Well, are when when, they're, when they're, Carolina basketball is good, JC, you grew up. Phil, you grew up. I grew up. We all grew up going to to Frank McGuire Arena, and and I I could comfortably. This is not. I'm not talking about Colonial Life Arena. I'm talking about Frank McGuire Arena. I'm not knocking their current ballpark. I'm not getting into that conversation. I'm saying when I grew up as a kid, and they were playing well, that place was a blast. It was as much fun as you could have in your life, going to Frank McGuire Arena. It was loud. Uh. You felt like you were on the court. Um, I mean, it was nuts. You remember that? I mean, I it love, was. I nuts, love going man. to games there. I, high school state championship games there were awesome too. I mean, yeah. I, I I love the Frank McGuire Arena. Yeah. I, I still look, think I, I still think they should find a way once a year to play a throwback game there. Throwback uniforms, play a throwback game at Frank McGuire Arena. It would it would it would be awesome. But I think. I asked somebody about that one time. I think they've, they've gutted it so much. Yeah. There's not stands or something anymore. I, I don't they've know. They've taken them um, up. We'll just re-gut it. I mean, I, I I don't know what you would do, or maybe it would be a select ticket, but if you had, like, the Gamecock throwback weekend series where the men played on Saturday and the women played on Sunday or something oh, like that, I think yeah. it would be neat. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I think a uh, – I think by the end of this decade, there'll be a new basketball arena, believe it or not. Um, I, I think when they go to design that, because if you think about it, guys, we, we all, we all kind of still think the CLA's new. It's not. It's 21 years old, 21 22 years, years old. old. Yep. So by the end of the end of this decade, it'll be 30 years old. That was the same age as McGuire Arena when they built the CLA. So um, I would think that, uh, you know, you, you would see something new, and it would be much more modeled after Carolina Coliseum. Yeah. And then, then uh, you know, in, in terms of structure, seating arrangement, uh, you're obviously going to have to have luxury boxes and things like that that you have to sell these days. But I, I don't expect it to be uh, a copy of the CLA at all. I think it'll no. be a smaller, more smaller. intimate venue that'll be yeah. very nice and attached to, like, a practice facility and – you know, to, 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 do all that. That's, that's way in the future though. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and I think the CLA will remain for things like concerts and graduations and things oh, absolutely like that. should, you know, it's, it's a beautiful building. It is. And, and, you know, the, the thing is, it's not, it's not necessarily a bad basketball venue, uh, cause the women get good crowds, obviously. But, uh, when they had the, um, the first and second round of the NCAA tournament there, uh, 
the 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 basketball media that was there. I think you know Virginia was playing or whatever, uh, because in that seating arrangement, you had the fans of all the schools down on the court. Yeah. And, and then it went up, you know, whereas with Carolina basketball, you have a lot of people that don't show up down on the lower level and people are kind of spread out. But when you have fans down there on the court at the CLA, it is a loud building. It is. I mean, I've been in it before, gosh, uh, Darren Horn's first year, which Carolina was a winning season for the game. It's pretty exciting year. Uh, my buddy, actually, it was John Barber of Express Sunrooms. Uh, he had courtside seats, and I, I, me, the ex-wife and I took him for a few home games, right? And uh, there were some games that year where it was packed. I think they, they they pushed really hard to sell out a game against Georgia, and they sold it out. It was on a Saturday, and the place was loud. Yeah, loud, you know. So, um, disappointing loss that year when Tennessee came to town because Bobby Knight uh, went by football practice, and that he was I think Musburger and Knight were calling that game, and. Uh, that that lost Tennessee at home, I think, knocked him out of the tournament. And then we never heard from Darren Horn again. He, he coached here three more years. Nobody heard from him again. You know, well, <laughs> nice year. Steph Curry, Steph Curry knocks him out of the NIT, and it's like, ah, well, yeah. uh, who, who's our next basketball coach? You know, but uh, anyway, I I do think it can be done, and it is sad because man, I had being at the Final Four was one of the greatest moments of my life. You know, oh, because sure, I was yeah. a basketball fan before I was a football fan, and uh, I don't know, I don't know, just kind of crazy uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got uh, a commitment coming up, Wendell Gregory Friday, uh, opening day for baseball. Wendell uh, has been on the site going through all the, some of the newcomers and stuff. I uh, briefly on baseball, uh, I continue to hear, uh, and I'll ask you because you'll know better than me that uh, the pitching staff's pretty loaded. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it, it's it's yeah. probably better from what I've heard than they maybe even thought after last year. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, look, you've got older arms and you've got healthy arms, and um, mm-hmm. and you've got a couple of new arms that they're excited about too. But but you got older arms and healthy arms, and that's good. And you know, I know, uh, shoot, I I know, you know, even Coach Tanner mentioned to somebody yesterday who I know well. He said, "Boy, they can pitch." This is coming from one of the greatest baseball minds I've ever ever been around, you know. So, you know, when Ray Tanner says it, it's probably probably pretty true as it pertains to baseball. And I know internally uh, they're excited there. And then offensively, you know, they, they've got pieces. They, they, they're just going to have to get it figured out in the first couple of weeks of the season, kind of what they want to do with the lineup, who's going to be comfortable where, and all those types of things, and, and how they'll, you know, w- what they'll kind of shape up as as an offense to manufacture runs. Um because you got to have pitching to win, but uh, but you also got to be able to score some runs in the SEC because you're going to have some strange days. There's no question about that. So, yeah, excited about it. Can't wait until opening day. Um, I know we're working hard on some things for everybody for that. And um, and uh, with the football team, it's, this is going to be a pretty good week on the recruiting trail, it seems. And uh, from there, it could get really good in the next few days after that. Uh, yeah. and, and really good as in, like – um, more impactful sooner than later. Good. So we'll see. Yeah. But uh, the next couple of weeks will be a lot there. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, we're right there on that wavelength, you know, right, right, yeah. Phil. So for sure. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here, folks. Uh, once again, excited about Jamie joining the show next Wednesday. So you got me and Phil Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. But uh, we're busy behind the scenes getting all the production work and stuff done for that, getting a plan together. So we don't just sit here and 
you know, talk all over each other and all that good stuff. But uh, I'm certainly fired up about it, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are too. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, uh, High Energy Thursday, right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Have a great afternoon, everybody. <laughs>